Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. And joining me tonight, I have Betsy. Hello. <laughs> and I, I would tell you more about her, but, you know, why say anything nice when you can say nothing at all? That's right. <laughs> just you crickets. <laughs> and also joining to me tonight, we have our guest, Brian Ripper from All About the Mouse podcast. Hey, I am so excited to be back here. It has been a while, but uh, I, I, I'm loving it. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> it has been a while. And I think that's the first time I ever got your podcast name correct. <laughs> hey, it, it, it's it's taken me years to be able to like do my intro, my show without notes sitting in front of me. So don't feel bad. <laughs> you're like what episode 800 we'll get there someday yeah someday <laughs> <laughs> betsy's like please no please <laughs> i'll just be walking in the corner in the fetal position here's no, what you got no, here's no. what you got to do to get to 800 though because for a, a big portion of my show uh the tenure on my show i was doing three shows a week so there you go that's what you got to do oh nope. god yeah nope. I'm just my job <laughs> Editing one show a week is enough to kill me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. Um, so, guys, this is the last song that we'll be covering from this disc. It is. And it's and the no, last song, it's the last song on the disc. I was just gonna say it is the last song <laughs> on the disc as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, so for those who don't know, we are gonna be discussing why say anything nice. If you have never heard the song before, here is a quick snippet. After all the resentment, all the discontentment, the flowers you sent me, nothing, nothing. Why say anything nice when you can say nothing at all? And uh, that is from Bare Naked Ladies Are Men. The what what I always like to refer to as the B side album of the double <laughs> double record. <laughs> I always like the B side better anyway. I I I always had a hard time with that explanation from them, you know, like it kind of saying, like, hey, you know, we had enough for a double album, but we didn't want to do a double so like this is like the B side album, but it is such I don't know about you guys, but I think it's such a great album. I would have loved this as a double album with Bare Naked Ladies Are Me. Absolutely loved it. Me too. I think actually with the with the ratings, I think these two are the like the highest ones that I, I've rated. Hmm. The way the ratings break down. But maybe. But I, I don't know. I I'm not a big fan of this song, so we'll we'll get into more of that Ooh, as we go okay. We're already touching on the not saying anything nice, huh? <laughs> yeah. Definitely not gonna be saying it's anything not nice, nice tonight. Something. <laughs> it's gonna be a short show folks <laughs> it's awful the end now do you guys both know who wrote this song um let me look at my notes <laughs> sounds like a, well well it sounds like Paige robertson but it might be Paige jeffy no yeah you know it's funny i actually sh i feel like i should know 
but I, I actually don't. I, 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 from what I understand, it's lyrics by Paige Robertson. But this was also in a in an age where, uh, where uh, Kevin and Jim were were having a, a definitely getting more of a role in helping out with the music as well. So I actually have no idea. Normally, I would have mm-hmm. thrown this toward Aaron and really made him squirm on it, but I won't make you guys squirm. This is the most rare compilation of artists that you can get. It is a Paige <laughs> Robertson Stewart. Ah, oh, Tyler. Nice, hmm. nice. Now, I've got to think that this is like, I'm <laughs> thinking Tyler came up with the phraseology on, on the chorus. It's like a Ringo Starr eight days a week thing where he came up with the chorus and they're like, oh, I can build a song off that. He came up with a title and yeah, because it's 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 a quirky title, you know, yeah. it's it's almost like, you, you know, it's like when you're you, you, I, I mean, I can remember my my parents growing up like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't, don't say anything at all. Yeah, and it's, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like taking that and going like deal. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> I just won't say anything. Why say anything nice? <laughs> I could see those words just slipping out of Tyler's mouth and then Steve mm. or Ed going, I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm curious as to like which bits he really contributed, like like which turns of phrase and everything. Yeah. He's a I, I want to know. <laughs> Musically, this is a very intricate song. I was like, oh, I bet there's not going to be, it's going to be an easy breakdown of who's on what. And no, this is, I think this is the most people on the most instruments ever. Wow. We have Jim, who's on double bass, cello, viola, violin. We have Kevin on the Mellotron, the sampler, the Hammond B3 organ. Steven's not doing any instruments at all. He's just singing. <laughs> Ed is on le- on only electric guitar. Everyone else is on like multiple instruments and the two lead singers <laughs> are doing... having a meltdown and they're just like, nah, one's good. Good with this one. <laughs> Tyler's on drums and percussion, so we don't know how many extra things he's throwing in there. And then we have Rob Carley on the saxophone, Terry Promain on trombone, Kevin Turcott on trumpet. Here's the interesting thing. The horns arrangement was done by Steve and Jim. Usually Jim does the horns yeah, arrangement. Yes, usually just Jim. Yeah. And the string arrangement was done by Kevin. What? So no <laughs> I know. Jim is doing all Does the string play work. Strings? <laughs> Steve, Jim is doing all the strings and Kevin's like I'll arrange those for you <laughs> I gotcha where yeah, usually it's Jim doing all the arranging on all that so yeah. it's the weirdest mixture of anything with this song mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever their thoughts and process were I, I will give it to them that they tried something different they definitely did. <laughs> um, I can't do the breakdown of the the notes and stuff like that. That's that's totally a Heidi and Aaron thing, and they're not with us, so I apologize. They're, they're still alive, just to be clear. They're just not on the episode tonight. Sure. 
<laughs> as far as I know. Anyway. <laughs> that that's your knowledge. I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> that's my most up to date knowledge. Um, <clears throat> this song was also, I would say, this is considered to be a B side because of the way that it was released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This song was only released as a pre-release bonus track for the <laughs> standard and deluxe del- downloads. If you bought the the actual disc, it was not on the deluxe or the single disc unless you pre-ordered the discs while you were ordering Bare Naked Ladies Are Me. It's complicated. So if you go to the local secondhand music shop and you see some with this song and some with not, that's why. Because if you bought it after the albums were already out or actually after Bare Naked Ladies Are Me was already released, you are not able to get the last four songs that are on this disc. Hmm. See, and that just goes to show you too, like what they think of a song is not necessarily what like their fans are going to think. You never know how things are going to be perceived when you, you know, present an album. So what, what it, it, I'm trying to, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember because like when, you know, in, in this age now of like, you know, everything's like on digital and it took me a while, but my wife had to like, get me to like, she's like, Brian, like just get rid of all your CDs. Like, yeah, you know, like I had, I had, I had, I had like two no. or three huge, huge storage tubs filled with CDs and they just sat in the garage. And she's like, just get rid of them. Like, get rid. And we're working on the DVDs. We're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but everything and like everything, like I've got an Apple Music subscription. And if I want to listen to something, I just stream, yeah, I go find the song and I stream it. What is the last song on this album? Like officially? This is one. it the new sound? Well, well, right. I guess if it's. Oh, see, this is such a bump because well, it was when I looked it up, but I don't know if like there's special if there's special if there's different albums, then I don't know. Yep. So on the Wikipedia, you would see it as the last four songs, which were which are quality, another spin, what a letdown, mm-hmm. and why say anything nice were the ones that were <clears throat> that you had that were the extra yes. bonus tracks. Yeah. And- and I'll tell you that, you know, and I'm kind of giving away, get jumping ahead a little bit, but like quality is one of my favorite songs yeah. off this album. If not one of my favorite Bare Naked Lady songs, um, definitely, I don't know, top, it's hard to put it in there, but it's top 10, top 15, maybe. And Why Say Anything Nice is one of my favorite songs off this album. And it's just like, oh my gosh, two of my favorite songs off this album officially didn't really even make it on the album. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah. I, I think that maybe that goes to show just, I, again, you know, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here just for me, but if, <laughs> how much great material they had between these two albums. I think they just had a ton of really good material. I think they did. And I, and I, <clears throat> I want to give credit to it. I mean, I, I, when we come to reorganizing, like I'm going to have, some opinions about what we're what we're gonna do but i do have to say that i i like i like a lot of the songs that are on the second album and i'm glad that we got them but i was listening to it this week and i'm like eh, i could do without with that one or you know i wouldn't have been sad if i never got this one and 
I think there's a lot of people that would be like, no, I love that. I want to keep that. And that's good. Um, so I'm glad that we actually got them. I'm just, I wouldn't, I, I'm glad that they were kind of like a B-side. I wish it was more of like you had said a double album because then you can take and take what you want from it. Yeah. Right. Because for me, as this releases two different albums, the second album to me just feels less than the first album. And I, and I wonder, like, in you know, it just, just, just the psychology of it all. I wonder if you would still feel that way if it had been one album with all of them just together in an album. I wonder if you would be like, yeah, about half of this album I like, the other half I don't. Or if they, you know, if they would have maybe not even in the right order, they would have reordered them, threw them all together as one album. And if you still would feel that way, or if maybe it would gel better for you if it was an album. But since they are separated, they were released individually, you know, with time in between both of them. Um, although not a ton of time, you know, it's like almost like you didn't have enough time to really get sick of <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies Are Me. And then, bam, you know, like, you know, 13, 14, 16 new songs. Like, here you go. Um, yeah, it was there so, really quickly. Yeah. Well, I can say that because of the way that we're doing this, I think we're getting that. Um, because we're taking each song one at a time and we're doing it alphabetically, we're not doing it in the order of the albums. True, yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to do that is because I can start looking more objectively song by song and listen to it for a full week by itself without being surrounded by everything else and and decide, like, where do I want that based on all of that? So we'll see when this is all done and we've got it all all balanced out is if that actually holds true, where I thought that I don't like this album quite as much. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I switched over from my notes. Um, oh. <clears throat> now I don't think B and L likes the song much. 
Because they haven't they, played it They've only played it twice live. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and one of those times was on Ships and Dip, which I oh, you know yeah. you're going deep when they're like, this is yeah. our... This is our third ships and dip, and we gotta play it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're drying up. And then they only played it once in 2005, just after this album was released, and that's it. Wow. I mean, and not to give my score away too early either, but I don't. It's not like my very f- most favorite song, but it's it's a really great song. So I, I yeah, I just don't get that. Steven likes it more, though. Does he? Steven has done it six times on Live From Home. Mm. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. I got to find that then. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I would luckily, love to hear a solo version of that. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, <laughs> I will share my screen and All you'll right. get to hear it. Yes. <laughs> as long as I remember to click the share sound on it. I have every faith in you. shoes on if you didn't come to dance frankly i'd be on my own if i thought i'd stand a chance why'd you take your glasses off if you don't intend to fight frankly i'd be on my own if i thought i'd last the night no screaming or fighting, no scratching or biting. We're just shaking hands, good night. Sullen and silent, emotionally violent. I waited a while and nothing, nothing was saying anything nice when you can say nothing at all. Why say anything nice when you can say nothing at all? So it's it's it sounds a little bit different with him playing the acoustic guitar and without all the other instruments in the background because one thing I will say about this song is as I mentioned before there's a ton of instruments this is definitely a wall of sound type song yeah mm-hmm. yeah so one this is this is really cool thank you for sharing your screen because like the musician in me like so. You, you, you mentioned, you know, not not being able to, you know, we're, we're not going to go into like the, the, the structure of the song or not, you know, but watching that, I, I've actually never looked up the chords to the song or uh, anything like it, but watching him play it, I can kind of understand a little bit about why this may not get played live very much. Um, and this makes complete sense and actually have a newfound appreciation for the song and the band after watching because this literally with the exception of the chorus it says literally two chords the entire way it's just <laughs> gc 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 like the whole way but i never would have known that because in that the little pre-chorus bit where it's like you no know, punching or sparring you know that part like jim's doing this really cool walking bass line
like and it, mm-hmm. it's actually giving it the feeling like i actually was really interested like dude he's playing some like really kind of like interesting chords here no he's not it's just g and c but the <laughs> bass moving and probably the other instrumentation of the band yeah. as well is really building that and you mentioned wall of sound which i think is very very good description of that and it's really making this song like something much more complex and interesting than what it is just broken down. It was just him playing guitar. Oh, yeah. The horns on this song. I, I mean, I love so horns on the song. Um, and, and on this song, they do a really great job of not being concerned, not over either. It's really bringing an emphasis at the right time. Almost to Yeah, I, I can I can totally get that for sure. Yeah, it's very well balanced, I think. And I really yeah. like Kevin's use of the Hammond organ on this. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I I love um, the Hammond organ is one of my favorite instruments to hear in a rock song, uh, especially (laughs) when it's especially when it's that like vintage old school like Hammond organ with the with the the Leslie cabinet, you know, that spins and gives it that kind of vibrato feel to it. And um, and, you know, the Mellotron and and I, I, I love anytime they break out those vintage instruments and mix them in Um, it. it, That's that's really cool. Really cool. My only problem with the solo with the the solo during the bridge is he does nothing during the first five four bars. He's just like, duh, duh. yeah, I'm like okay, <laughs> it, it, and then he starts playing around and and bringing out some beautiful medley, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we could you have done that like four bars earlier? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's too short. I was like, I I could listen to like a good like sixteen bar bridge of just that oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. i love kevin's playing (laughs) (laughs) so is there a trouble with tracy on this there is a trouble with tracy and it's musical Mm. um so my problem with this song is i feel like it's it's plotting um every single you or like slow no 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 no. like (laughs) i feel like it's going slower than it needs to go um yeah it, I, I feel like it's a happy song and i'm not getting happy feels from it because of the tempo of the song and i feel like i'm fighting myself the whole entire way that i'm trying to listen to it i'm like go just a little go faster push it, push um, it. <laughs> and as a matter of fact when i put it into audacity and increased it 18 percent, and i played around with it a lot up to 30 down to 10 back and forth i finally found 18 was the sweet spot for me um when i did that i found that i actually really like the song i only have one other problem with it which i'll get to in a minute but i wanted to share with you guys what this sounds like when you speed it up 18 percent. because i i found a new i got a newfound enjoyment of it at that point
up i was like oh there we go <laughs> see and i i'm i'm just jamming i like yeah, we've talked about this before man jim like i'm bass guy jim is like my favorite bnl guy like i'm mm-hmm. digging that bass line i'm loving that on mm-hmm. the pre-chorus and, and and now i get it and like dude it's really hard for a bass player to sit there and just play gc 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 all day yeah. <laughs> so he so he starts playing around a little bit. He's like, do 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 I'm sure he couldn't help himself. He just had to throw in a few flourishes here and there. And he's so good. He's he's got great. I mean, him and Tyler have great uh uh a great rhythm together. Like they're a great rhythm section, and it it locks in really well. It's very tasteful. It's not overdone. Um, yeah, but I I I dig that man. I I, I like the faster speed too. I I, I like it. See, I like it better, but I think it makes more sense that be at the tempo it is just because of the nature of the song. And I don't think it's a happy song. You said it was a happy yeah. song. <laughs> I don't well, know about I, that. I don't know how meant many to be a happy song. I think it's, it's... I have to take to make it happy. I just, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I I think that it's that juxtaposition that they like to do of happy song, really mm-hmm. kind of sad and and yeah. gross lyrics. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because I then let the CD continue playing and it came up to Serendipity. And yeah. Serendipity is a, exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same exact speed. But I think the difference that doesn't make serendipity seem slow is because it's a serenade. It, and and you mm-hmm. got Kevin's voice, which just makes it softer. The guitars are playing softer. Versus this song, you get that deep distorted guitar. You've got the boom, 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 like the really loud drums. And you have like during the, I want to say it's during the, um pre-chorus you got the guitar that they change it from the distortion to and and the the sustain on it they take the sustain off and make it it's like pushing down on the pedal on the piano where it just holds just that one note and it's chugga 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 put your backpack on if you won't just take a hike And it's it's literally him playing C G C G C G, yeah. but he's not holding the note anymore. Um, and that's the problem I have with the song is that that this, the not so much the distortion, but when he's playing that C G and poor 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry that, but poor Ed is probably going nuts just playing the C and G over again himself. Mm-hmm. But it's the sustain that he has on it. So it just becomes this. In the background where it feels like something is just beating against my ears, the whole entire chorus and introduction. Once it change, changes to the chugga 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 kind of sound where it's it's really it cuts that note off really quick, I have no problem with it. Do you think knowing BNL like we know BNL and hundreds of songs later, do you think that that is programmatic in terms of like the CG? CG is like the the like the passive aggressive silence or something like mm-hmm. the kind of white noise in the background. Not to mm-hmm. reference a Steve Agent song in the middle of this song, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Just a thought. No, I think you're probably right. I think it is programmatic, but it doesn't make me enjoy it. it, yeah. it I, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm fighting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I literally feel feel like I'm fighting against this song the whole time, which mm-hmm. doesn't make me want to enjoy it at that point. <laughs> you're like i'm uncomfortable see and i this is i mean and this is really i mean that's what's great about music is like people have different likings and interpretations and i'm thinking about it and like and i'm going like really like that's really interesting like this is on like my running play mix like (laughs) like i love like cranking this up yeah yeah, like i love listening to this song and this is one that um i can't help singing along to while i'm running and like people in my neighborhood you know you know how it is you got the headphones on and you don't care about what you sound like to everybody else (laughs) and i'm like i'm belting this song out as i'm running and uh you know much like steven does like he's got that big powerful voice that he just belts this song out and uh and which is which is i i love um i'm a big big fan of steven's vocals and i love it when he has those big songs like this that he can really just kind of belt out i wish Uh, you're in my neighborhood running by and singing i enjoy that very very much (laughs) no you don't You're not just wanting to be able to be so breathless that you can't talk while you're jogging. So that's perfect. <laughs> I, I think it'd be hilarious watching Brian run by no music in the background, just saying, Why is it, why say anything nice if you can say nothing <laughs> at all? Breakdown. Especially <laughs> like especially like obscure like B-side yeah. songs from obscure right. pop right. bands. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Do like a little uh skull crusher mountain or something and <laughs> just be like, oh, there is a total psychopath in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say, totally. like, thinking about the beat, if your feet are running at the beat that this is going, you, you've got a good pace going. So this yeah. is a good running song. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I'm a big fan of the I'm a really, really big fan of the bridge. Like the bridge is and this is a lot mm-hmm. of Bare Naked Lady songs have tremendous like just the bridge makes the song for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is another one of those where uh, and again, forgive me, please just stop me if I'm jumping ahead. Um, oh, I was did good transition right there. Okay, yeah, because like Ed comes in and it's but it's a cool chord structure. Um, I, I I think it's a 
cool melody the whole tone of the song changes it kind of it's a Mm -hmm. it kind of just gets a little a little quieter you know a little bit as ed comes in you know right before the you know coming out of the build-up but but the the lyrics are very very typical bnl where they're playing on you know play on words but they're just taking anything and everything that kind of rhymes and might go together and kind of putting them in there very cleverly um it's 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 a great bridge in my opinion i i love it I think it's great too, but I agree with Tracy. It is way too short. It's a tiny little, like it's a little foot bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you feel with the bridge that what he's saying is true? He says in the bridge, something nice takes something that is beautiful and makes it ordinary. Do you feel like that's true? That being nice takes things that are, are beautiful and make the, makes them ordinary. <laughs> I guess it's up to the listener. Like, I don't. If, if yeah. you say, if you're one of these people who just goes around saying nice things to people just because that's what you do in society, you're just like, wow, your hair looks really nice today. Like, oh, thank you. Then it makes, it takes compliments and it's just like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just ordinary because that's just what people do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I I have a hard time with it because obviously they're making a play off the if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um, they're making a play off from that that line. Um, this is <laughs> a little bit different than that. And I feel like like saying nice things when you have when when you're in a foul mood, like being being polite, being being um non-passive aggressive is is probably healthier than the passive aggressiveness of this song (laughs) i feel like the narrator is like no i have a reason to be passive aggressive it's a good thing you don't want to hear the things i'm really gonna say Yeah, I you know I that, that I mean it's definitely biting. It definitely has a biting sense to it. Um, it, <laughs> you know, I I I I love how I, I love how he goes into this bridge where you know it's kind of like it's it's like the bridge uh, where he basically like the the very last words of the chorus is why say anything nice, and then it's just a re- say anything nice again. It's like why say anything nice say anything nice and like you're in the bridge like it's a repeat mm-hmm. and it's a nice little i don't know i thought it was very kind of kind of kind of um i don't want to say clever because it's not like it's like oh wow that's brilliant but it was just it's fun it's kind yeah, of it's- like a fun thing that takes you into the bridge as in as a different person is coming in singing it because then you got ed like taking over you know <laughs> and just kind of you know put but you know it, Again, I'm always I always like it when BNL uses interesting words in songs. Like, when's the last time you heard the word imbued in a song? <laughs> like, you know, like BNL makes me look things up in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that word mean? <laughs> yep. And how can I use that in my daily in my daily yep. life? <laughs> yeah. I just I got hung up on the passive aggressiveness of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, and don't get me wrong, I don't hate it because of that. Because I love when Steve is is passive aggressive, or at least he makes his narrators passive aggressive. Um, you know, it, he even comes out and says it. 
sullen and silent, emotionally violent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of tend to expect it at this point, though. <laughs> that's true. They're just kind of part of who they are, I think, or or at least, you know, what they write about and sing about. It's a pretty common theme. <laughs> it is, but this one is really, really really passive aggressive <laughs> and the and only even, way to describe it and even the way and this kind of makes me wonder i don't know now now like I, I and i've never really like sat down and dissected this song this way but now i'm kind of wondering if the narrator of the song is like from his perspective to a woman or maybe it's like a woman saying this to him because like because you get that last line right before, like it just goes into the chorus, you know, at, at the end of the song, the last line before yeah. that is the flowers you sent meant nothing, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, like you're saying all these, you know, you're, you're, you're doing these things, but like, it'd be much better if you just didn't say anything at all. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm and now like, I'm kind of starting to wonder, like maybe it's, he's writing this song from a woman's perspective towards him. Mm-hmm. He'd definitely I mean, do something like that. I mean, I'm not saying that Steven wrote this from Caroline's perspective, <laughs> but I'm also going to point out that they separated not long after the song was yeah. released. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it had been brewing for a while, though. Yeah, I, I, I could see them having an argument and Steve going, that'd be a good song. <laughs> some good material right here and i could hear i can see her going you're an asshole how dare you take my point of view and put it in a song yeah but i'm gonna take it to the bank i think but i love the the line i love i love to hate well i i love to love but i i hate myself for loving it is frankly i'd be out the door if you hadn't sold my bike yeah, I know. I would have left, but you sold my bike, so I can't go. So that's I my only mode of transportation. <laughs> the Maybe whole reason not. I'm staying here and giving you the silent treatment is because you sold my bike, <laughs> which is pretty childish. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe that was the Ty the Tyler Stewart contribution. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, right, oh right. Totally like, what, what rhymes with hike? Bike. Okay, let's work that in. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and I, I love how in that bridge how he yells boredom. <laughs> he doesn't go for the like, yeah, I'll just say it really, really low key that I'm bored. No, I'm gonna scream it because I'm in mm -hmm. so much pain. Well, you know, and that's that's the other thing really cool about, um, you know, mentioning boredom and, and how that's like, you know, that's in the bridge there. And another cool thing about Ed coming in and singing lead on that part. And then again, like what's I, I just I, I love Steve so much like the guy sings fantastic lead and 
I almost feel like he sings even better harmony, like because he gets he comes up with these simple harmonies on these accents, uh, you know, throughout that bridge, which just again for me make the bridge even more meaning, like just like oh my gosh, this is just like perfection. And I'm kind of like with you, like I kind of wouldn't like a nice repeat, you know, like of that, you know, maybe you know just make another. Uh, another eight bars of uh, lyrics to go in there and, and kind of make it a nice little double bridge would would have been cool. Mm. <laughs> I, I've hit the end of my, my notes. Me too. I mean, I, I, just, I, just, I just love, I love the music. I love the lyrics, but then it's like some of these lyrics are like, you know, Why'd you take your glasses off if you don't intend to fight? Like, I don't know. They're uncomfortable in my face or they <laughs> my lenses. It's just like, like they just fundamentally don't get each other or like are suspecting something, you know, nasty or insidious of each other. Like, what it's like, they're talking? always, always like that sunburn phenomena where they're just always like, like a hair's breadth away of, of having a fight over just like mincing the wrong word at the wrong time. And it, it seems like he's picking a fight. Yeah. Well, why did you put your dress shoes on if you didn't come to dance? Yeah. Like that is picking a fight right there. <laughs> Stupid, but it's, <laughs> it's but there's a, like a you know gr a grand truth there too. Like you know, it seems like they're always on edge, passive aggressive, like you said, and hey, there's there's nothing more provocative than like picking on someone's shoes you know yeah. <laughs> other than glasses apparently yeah other than glasses <laughs> but you're you're in it to start something if you start yeah, on the shoes last last straw yeah. and you can tell it's part of an argument like why didn't you why don't you just leave well frankly i'd leave if if i thought that i'd stand a chance yeah like, Ooh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Some biting words. There. <laughs> Why'd you put your backpack on if you don't intend to take yeah. a hike? <laughs> I, I, do have, I do have to say, as much as I love singing this song, I I can't I it's like the the dialect and like I can't. I, I do not do very well with getting out the the phrase and no au revoiring yet. <laughs> it's like Does how people some people have a trouble. <laughs> yeah, some people can't say rural. Yes, I can't say it very well. Yeah, I can't sing or roaring. Or roaring. <laughs> yeah, I stumble Let every time. Go. I just yeah. <laughs> and he uses it, and it makes sense. That's the thing that frustrates me. He didn't just work it into the song. It actually works really well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's one of those songs that actually makes the whole song make sense. Like we're 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 not fighting. We're not we're not sparring. We're not getting. We're not arguing. There's nothing bad going on here. But we're also not saying goodbye. But I also yeah. But it's like they just can't stand each other. But they're not gonna end it either. <laughs> right. There's kind of like I want another song about why they're not ending it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we have one. It's called "This is This is Where It Ends." <laughs> it's it's called "There Wasn't a Prenup." Oh uh, yeah. Oh, okay. no, that sounds like a country song, though. Maybe Ed can do that one. <laughs> There's still kids in the house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. Well, what should we give this for a rating? 
<laughs> Au revoirs. <laughs> How many au revoirs? <laughs> I don't know. What was the other word that you liked, Brian? It was uh it I think uh, imbued. Well, imbued? Imbued, yeah. Imbued. Uh, I can't add that as an object, but I don't know. How about un <laughs> how many imbued or of wars? Unspoken nice comments. <laughs> how many how um, many silences? Silences. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's do that. How many silences do we give this song? <laughs> now is is the silence good? Is it like the more silences, the better, or the more silences, the worse? Well, I mean, in this song, the more silences, the better. Okay. okay. So it actually works. <laughs> so Betsy, as you as you yawn. I'm so tired. I'm <laughs> How many silences do you give this song? Um you know, it's got a rock and beat, all those layers of instrumentation, great lyrics, and um, you know, it's it's a lot of things that I come to during Nicky Ladies for. So I guess I'll give it four point two. Four point two. All right. Yeah. And Brian, how about yourself? How many so, how many silences do you give this song? Is this like out of five? Out of yeah. five, yeah. Five being the highest. Wow. Okay. So, man, it's, I, I'm horrible at rating because, like, I can much, <laughs> I, I, I can, I'm much more comfortable going into like a 15 minute monologue <laughs> about why I like something. You asked me to put a rating yeah. on it, and I'm like, oh gosh, yeah, oh. really nail it down. So, so here's the thing, as much as I love this song, and I do, I love this song, there's like, if I compare it to like other, you know, like some of the other Bare Naked Lady songs that I love so much, it, I mean, it's, it's probably not in my top 10, you know, because just because there's so many great songs, mm -hmm. right? So like, I, I'm probably leaning more to like a four, like a 4.0. Like, I think this is up there. I mean, is it Brian Wilson? No. You know, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other songs that I just at, like, I, I, honestly, like what uh, <laughs> back is like one of my all time. Nah, I love back. Talk about obscure, but that is one say, of talk my... about a B side. <laughs> oh yes, I, I know. Like I, I, I literally have a like once I got rid of my CDs, I was like, how do I find this song now? And like, it's <laughs> it's hard to find. Um, but anyway, um, I'm I'm getting off track. Um, so I'm probably more like a 4.0. I don't think it's like, you know, it's definitely not in my top 10, um, but it's up there. It's one of my, it's one of my more favored Bare Naked Lady songs. Okay. I, I have to rate this based on the one that was released. If I, I will say like, if, if I speed it up, it goes up a notch it goes up a whole a whole point <laughs> if i take out that that noise in the background that like that guitar that that sustained guitar it goes up into the fours area oh. but with the original the way it is i can't even do that i don't like it as much as a long way back home but i like it more than counting down so i'm going to give it a 2.63 
Oof. Wow. Gatorade. And chug. And, and, and I and I know like I could Tracy, like I could sit here and like go on all night, but like I'm just I'm learning interesting things about you that I've never noticed before when we've talked. Like long way back home is so far down for me. Uh, It is like one of my one of my least favorite bare naked lay. I mean, talk about plotting. Like that song is just like Oh, is it over yet? It, just for me, yeah. just for me. <laughs> no, you're not alone. You're not no, alone. I mean, I I did give it two point six zero. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it, it's down there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's interesting though. That is, and you know, I don't know, like, but bare naked ladies. I mean, they've got. You know, here's the thing: they've evolved so much over the years, right? And I feel like a lot of bands when you're when you've been around for 20, you know, going on like 30 years. Is it 30 years now? Like they're probably yeah, 30. Probably 35. 80. Yeah. Wow. Is it real? Holy cow. Man, I am old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So are they. <laughs> but you know, it's it's interesting. A lot of bands, I feel like, you know, they, they lose fans over time you know just because i mean they're getting old just like we are right their musical tastes are evolving and they've you know they're trying new things and um so they've got such a such an interesting gambit of stuff that they've done and it's they're not all going to be everybody's favorite uh you know they're not all going to be everybody's favorite piece of chocolate but mm-hmm. uh that's interesting though they're re- really cool really I, cool. I, I like if they had sped it up to the to like the that I had done, that would have bumped it up into the three like mid threes right off the bat. Like I I would have liked yeah. that a lot more. Um, matter of fact, I now that I saved it on my computer, I'm actually that's the part I'm putting onto my <laughs> onto my mix. Um, <laughs> the and Tracy, that's that's why they need to do what they did with Easy. I feel like in mm-hmm. some of those like they did. I, I feel like every band should release every time they release an album, there should be an option where you can go and download all the raw tracks and make your own mix because I would have a field day with this song. Oh yeah. This one, I would have really, I would have the other, the other thing I didn't like so much is that be, I was not able to hear Steven's words sometimes because yeah. the mix is so loud over him. Yeah. And I like to hear the words. So I was I was having trouble at times with that, but again, if I take that background guitar out, it, I find that it actually soothes that down a little bit, and I can hear him better. So yeah, if I had the separate tracks, I would have gotten rid of that guitar. <laughs> Give me some more horns, some more mm-hmm. organ. But the one thing I will say, yeah, more organ. I will say, like playing with it, and we get to do it again next week because we're going to be doing wind it up next week. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was one of those tracks as well. And one of the things I found the last time we did, I don't know if it was easy or it was a different one, but playing around with it, I found that what made it really difficult is when you have all those, like finding that good level between all of the different instruments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I have a new respect for sound designers now and sound engineers. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was one of the things as a, you know, as a musician who like, you know, kind of coming, you know, coming of age and and you know, the 
late nineties and then two thousand, you know, where technology allowed people to start recording music from their homes. And I'm like, great, I'm going to write music. I'm going to like record in my home. And then, you know, it, it comes to putting it all together. And I found that to be so to, it's, it's very, very hard for somebody mm. who is not trained in that, like knowing even something like har harmonies, you know, and like kind of knowing like you want them to be heard, but you don't want them to take over the lead. You know, you want to put them down, you know, just and, and then you talk about something with as many instruments as like what you talked about, like so many instruments in here. How do you make them all heard, but without just totally just like becoming a big mush? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it, it really is. It really is an art form. Oh, it is, especially like you said, with that many instruments, like finding that blend and not having all like there's so many mid-level sounds in this song. Like, of course, Steven's voice is getting lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brian. This is a great conversation. I love it. I, I might hey, not love I, the song, but <laughs> I the pleasure is all on my end. Like I I always jump at the chance to get to uh talk bare naked ladies with you guys. So uh, no, thank you for the for the invite. I appreciate it. And uh do you want to have any plugs? Do you have any things that you would like to plug? You know, or <laughs> sure. I, I'll tell people to go check out uh, you know, my podcast. If you're into Disney, if you like Disney stuff, it's a little uh, it's not related to uh, bare naked ladies at all really except for you know if you want to put in the tie that like you know you had a bare naked lady song and like chicken little but it's not like it was one that <laughs> <Yep>. was <laughs> written for the movie or anything but um <laughs> but you know uh but other than that uh there really is no bare naked ladies tie i just happen to really from Brittany ghost oh, that's, that's true. yeah that that is true that is true yes <laughs> great version of that um but yeah, so check out All About the Mouse. Um, I have to be completely honest with you. And this is like one of my pet peeves as a podcast listener is I I, I hate it when like, um, like I, I always told myself I was never going to be one of those podcast hosts that like just gets like puts out just sporadic. Like I don't really, I'm not consistent. I just put out a show whenever, whenever I feel like it. And I have become that. Like I literally, <laughs> like I have not put out a show, and it's probably been two months. Um, and it's That's crazy called, having a family and kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, it, it, I, I get it. I totally understand it. And, and I actually have like, I have like episodes in the bank, like that just need to be mixed down and put out. And I just, I'm just like, I can't bring myself to do it. So if you go check out the show and you're like, wait a minute, this guy hasn't even done anything new in a couple months. Just check it out. I'll be back. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know when it might be this week. It might be next. It might be next year. Who knows? But I, <laughs> I will be back. But if you like listening to Disney podcasts, maybe talking about, maybe talk about, you know, everything Disney, a lot of stuff about the parks, like the parks is really where my heart is at. I love the, the parks here and floor. I'm a Floridian. So uh, we had amazing like 60 degree weather today, which I was just like, oh, it's the best. Uh, but I love our, our parks this time of year in Florida and Walt Disney World. But um, of course, you know, uh, Disneyland parks as well. Uh, but just really anything Disney, though, um, if you like hearing about Disney and uh, Disney news or just people talking about Disney, then um, check out All About the Mouse. I, I appreciate this, the uh, opportunity for the plug. Oh, of course, always. <clears throat> and come back whenever you want. And I, I, we're we're winding up the old albums now, but we will be we will be hitting the newer ones. And then is that, is that on the 
<laughs> or wind it in up. Yeah. Nice one. Thanks, buddy. All right. Well, thank you very much. And thanks. That was fun. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.